Hey everyone, and welcome back to Unapologetically Mahogany. I am back with another episode. I told you guys I'm going to try and be consistent, and I'm here doing just that. Y'all be so proud. I'm actually pre-recording this, so this isn't coming out until like another week. So I can pat myself on the back two times because this is major. All right, guys. So as you all know from the title of this episode, we are talking about all things HBCU versus PWIs with a sprinkle of community college. Now, a lot of you guys are probably like, or if you haven't heard of the term HBCU or PWIs, my husband, who is going to be our special guest, will be breaking it down for you guys. So no need to worry. We will go over all that and more. But before we continue, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of community college because I myself actually attended a community college right after high school, unlike my husband who went to a four-year university. So we're going to just discuss that. So with community colleges, to be honest, guys, I went to a community college right after high school. To be really real is because GPA requirements was just not hitting, guys. I literally like passed all of my uh, classes, but I just didn't have that high enough GPA to go straight into a university. Or so I thought. So I ended up going to a community college first, which there are some pros and some cons to community colleges. Um, but before I go into that, I want to ask my husband if he, what did he think about community college growing up? So did you have like, uh, uh, what did you think about community colleges? Was it something that you're like, oh, I never want to go to, I just want to go straight to a four-year university. What were your thoughts on it? My thoughts on it was, I was wanting to go straight into a four-year university. First time I ever heard about community college was actually from one of my older sisters who more or less kind of teased me about it when she thought that I wasn't listening in one time. She was talking to my parents as far as maybe considering having me go to a community college first instead of a traditional four-year college because of how she wasn't wanting me to flunk out my first year, which mm. I thought was a bit insensitive and inconsiderate. Hmm. So, really, it was more or less that situation where she was kind of overstepping her bounds with some things, because I mean, who is she to pass that judgment as to what's the best for me? So I ended up going to a four-year university and it turned out to be a success because I had the experience of living on campus and later off campus. Okay, which isn't bad. So as you've heard, he went to a four-year university, like I said before, lived on campus off and in the dorms. So we're going to continue on and talk about a little bit more of that here in a brief moment. But I do just wanna list some of the pros of going to community college. Number one, it's smaller. So if you're nervous about, you know, um, coming straight from high school and going into like a university, you can go to a community college first and not feel so overwhelmed. Also, it's cheaper, did I mention that? So that's awesome. Your parents can save a little bit more on their dollars and coins. Now, 
The classes, I would say, are a bit smaller too. So you don't have to worry about like this super, super huge class. Well, you know what, I take that back because there are some of my classes that I felt were like kind of the same class size as the university. So you had that as well. And community colleges are usually located nearby your community, hence the word community college. So you're not that far from where you live, which is awesome. So you may be going to school with a lot of people that you went to high school with. So you have like some familiarity going to a community college. Now, some of the cons include like, you don't have a lot of organizations there. So, I mean, you may have like your student government and things like that, but you don't have like a vast diverse of like other events that you can take place. They try, but it's it's just not giving guys. Not like a full four-year university would do. So that's a con. Um, and also I believe community colleges are cool when you're just getting out of high school. But then the con is when you wanna to go to a university, you're now known as a transfer student. And now you're having to start over with meeting new friends, you know, learning the campus once you transfer to a four-year university. So that's one of the things I experienced. Community colleges were great, um, but there was a side that was like, I wish I would have just went straight to a four-year university because I would have started off as a freshman, you know, got a chance to learn my way around campus, meet friends, you know, join organizations and things like that. Whereas when I went to a university, I was like the new kid on the block. I'm starting over, I don't know where to go, um, how to register for classes, where is this building? And then the parking lot, it's just enormous compared to a community college. You usually can find a parking. You don't have to walk too far for your classes because the community college isn't that big. So, I mean, I'm not trying to deter you from going to community college or not. If you want to, I say go for it because it's, you know, on cost. You know, you don't have to pay as much. And if you just don't want that big um, university with a whole bunch of students, I think it's totally worth it. Now, we don't have like a college football team, so, I mean, you don't have like homecomings, like how you do at like four-year universities. So you do miss out on that. I don't know if maybe they'll make a change later on, possibly, but I could tell you those are just some of the pros and cons from my experience of how it was going to a community college first. So with that being said, it is now time to define what an HBCU, HBCU is and also what a PWI is. So, I will let my husband take over on what those both mean. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are unfamiliar with what those abbreviations stand for, an HBCU stands for Historically Black College University. A PWI stands for a predominantly white institution. What those are is what are what they imply, HBCU. You have that privilege of going to a campus where it's all minorities that go there. A large pool of African Americans and black people are on campus as students. And the main difference, if anything, is that these African Americans and black people come from all walks of life. You'll have those that come from upper class, those from middle class, and those from a um, bit of a lower class. But one thing that they all share in common is that they're all looking to get an education. And with HBCUs, things like Greek life, they're taken <laughs> to a whole nother level compared to a predominantly white institution. I mean, with a predominantly white institution, 
The opportunity to enroll in things like Greek life and extracurricular activities similar to those are there, but they're not taken to a large scale like how HBCUs do, where it's a huge celebration every year at things like homecoming and such, compared to a PWI where certain Greek organizations, particularly those at the Divine Nine, they get their chance to shine, but they have to share that light with all of these other Greek organizations that aren't of black culture, otherwise known as Caucasian fraternities and sororities too. So as far as which one is better, Now, since I had the opportunity to go to a PWI, I'm not regretting my experience. However, if I were to do it all over again, if I had the option, I definitely would have gone with an HBCU, simply because of how both of my parents are HBCU alumni. And I had the experience of going to a homecoming over at their alma maters, and it was a much more vast and greater experience than it ever was over at any of the homecomings that I went to over at my alma mater. Hmm, okay, so I hear that she said that if you could do it over, you would go to an HBCU versus a PWI. What HBCU do you think you would have attended? Or did you have a specific one that you would have wanted to go to? Hmm. If I had to choose, it'd probably be Tennessee State, where my parents went. Okay. I mean, I'd be a legacy over at that school, so the transition would make sense. Plus, with the times that I didn't go over there, I mean, (laughs) they're campus is over in Nashville, Tennessee, and I mean, not only do I have family out there, but all the times that I have gone out there to their homecoming or just out there in Nashville in general, I've always had a good time. So Hmm. that's one thing that I can say. Over at a place like that, if you go just to have a good time, you're guaranteed to have a good time, especially if you are of African-American descent. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So you talked about homecoming and how they're different. How so? I know you mentioned before that at an HBCU homecoming, they have, um, oh gosh, tailgating. Mm-hmm. So did PWI's homecoming not have tailgating? PWIs did have tailgating, but it was very whitewashed, if that makes sense. Like, with their tailgating, it's like, they're more stuck up and strict with what all you could do. Like, if you were trying to sneak a little drink over at their little keg, they'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, wow. Yeah, like, yo, it's homecoming. We all just trying to have a good time. Why are we all so stuck up here? Oh. Yeah, compared to an HBCU where you're going to be considered family, even if you don't go to that university. So it's like, why are you bugging? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so let's talk about the food at these homecomings. What was the difference? Yeah. <laughs> HBCU food over at their homecoming, it's definitely higher quality than over at a PWI. Okay. Like, with HBCU food, it feels like they took more of their time to make that food, make it just right. <laughs> putting that good season in there. Okay. Putting that extra shot of paprika, brown sugar, all that stuff to give it that extra kick Ooh. compared to PWI food. Uh-huh. Where it tastes more dry and stale. Oh, like, not dry and stale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, where's the love in the food? <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so HBCU's homecoming, you could tell like the food was like homemade. Yes. Uh, homemade, richer. Okay. More exquisite. Okay. <laughs> so, with homecomings for HBCUs and PWIs, I know there's a huge difference between what people go for. So, at HBCU homecoming, are people really going for the football game? No. Okay. They'd go for more than just the football game. Because HBCU homecomings, they got a lot of stuff going for them. Okay, like what things would you say? Like all the stuff that they got going on tailgate at tailgating prior to the football game. Like they okay. got cornhole that you can get into. They got spades tables that you can get into. Oh wow! They got a little block parties that you can get into. As far as you know, um, doing a little two step, doing a little cha cha slide out oh, there wow. on a block in front of where the stadium is where the football game's gonna be. Oh wow! It's a fun experience. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Wow. All kind of festivities going on there. On top of just setting up a little tent out there with, uh, you know, your yard chair to just sit down and have a little beer or something. Just kicking it with some of your frat brothers, sorority sisters. Even while the game's going on. All that stuff is going on, man. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. So, HBCU versus PWI homecoming. Now... We all know HBCU football teams aren't like, I don't think the best of best. Like most people go for the band. Would you say that too? That they go for the band? I would. Okay. Especially the aristocrats of, the aristocrats being TSU's marching band. Oh, okay. How are they? They are known notoriously for forming that little U in their little marching band. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. Oh, you're missing out on that. That's what they're known for, especially in Battle of the Bands. Oh, okay. Yeah, where they go against the other bands like FAMU, for example. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, I got to talk TSU. How far is it from Nashville? TSU, it's right there in Nashville. So, you got so many more things to do, not only at the school, but also in Nashville. You do. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nashville isn't known as a music city for nothing. (laughs) You did say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for those of you all that don't know, I actually attended a community college, an HBCU and a PWI. You're probably asking how in the heck did you do all that? So hear me out. I did a community college for my first two years, and then after that, I went to an HBCU. So I want to tell you guys the story of how this all came about, because 
I did not grow up with Southern roots like my husband, so I did not really know too much about HBCUs. Uh, I'm sure you would say that you grew up going to tailgating, so you knew about HBCUs your whole life? I did. See? So he knew, and I didn't know. I found out what a PWI was, I think probably after my second year of community college. I didn't even know there was an abbreviation. I was like, what in the world does that stand for? So. Remember how I told you guys that, you know, uh, academics was okay, you know, like I was just like making it and that's why I started off going to a community college. Well, I found out that I could attend FAMU, that's right, Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University located in Tallahassee, Florida. So at first I was, no, I was saying no to going to an HBCU. I was like, I just don't see any diversity. It's everyone that looks like me. Why would I want to go there? But then little by little, I changed my mind and boy, oh boy, was I in for a surprise. I got there, toured the campus, absolutely fell in love with it. It was awesome. I had such a great experience, the culture, the vibes, just everyone looking out for one another. You look like someone else there. Everyone looks like you. I mean, at HBCUs, which my husband can attest to, you have them. Um, light skin, dark skin, brown skin, short, tall, round, <laughs> curly hair, braids, weave, dreads, you name it. You're going to see it all. And that H and that uh, HBCUs, they're known for just so much. You know, I know at Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, FAMU, we had lots of people that dressed to the nines, okay, in heels. And I'd be like, why are they wearing like heels and dressing up? Not realizing that this is what HBCUs do. Now, my husband did talk a lot about organizations and things like that. And this is when I started seeing like a lot of what they had to offer at FAMU. There were just lots of different organizations. On top of Greek life, they also had like modeling organizations that you could be a part of, a whole bunch of different volunteerism. I mean, the list went on and on and on. And unfortunately I wasn't able to take part in that because of working, but for the year that I was there, I loved it. Every time I went to a football game, no one went for the football game, they went for the band. Uh, because FAMU has a really, really good band called the Marching 100. I mean, they threw down every time you went to a game. So the crazy part about it is, although I attended an HBCU, I never attended the homecoming. I was only there for a year and the year that homecoming was going on, I didn't get a chance to put in time off. So I actually had to work. So I missed the game. So I have no idea what to expect. So I just kind of get everything from what my husband says. And I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like it's fun. Now I actually did go to a PW right after I went to University of South Florida. And I did actually go to one of their homecomings. Well, I went to their football game and it was cool, I guess, but you know, I'd never been to a tailgate, so I didn't really know what to expect. There is a big difference, I'd like to say, between the two. Um, so let me ask you this. At a PWI, how many people look like you in your classrooms? Less than half. Less than half, wow, okay. Unfortunately. Wow, less than half. And so the people that did look like you in classes, did you guys kind of buddy up and kind of do things together when you had like assignments and group projects or did you guys not speak at all? Mm, sometimes we would get together. I mean, I remembered for one class that I took after I crossed, um, a fellow Delta was in my class and she actually approached me as far as... Um, 
burning my notes one time when finals were coming up. So, I mean, on top of occasionally saying hello to me whenever she came into class after me, or even before class started. So, I mean, yeah, we had a few exchanges here and there. Um, but other times with the classes that I took, um, you know, wouldn't always communicate with other black people in my class because, I mean, really it would come down to those that you mesh with over at PWI. So, I mean, when it comes to, you know, getting together and stuff like that, sometimes I would just get together with other Caucasians or other races in my class um, that were, you know, of a similar personality and um, or work ethic as me, because, I mean... On PWI, uh, you keep an open mind towards things like that. I would have to say the same thing. There was a handful of people that looked like me, and it was very different. Guys, coming from an HBCU to a PWI, it was like, what, what the heck is going on? I went from seeing people that looked like me every day for a whole year, and then going back to a PWI where I see people that look nothing like me. It was a change, and it was hard to get my brain to focus that, listen, you are back at a, an area where it's diverse. You're not around just your people. HBCUs, I like that it's rooted in history. You know, um, we're back in the day, 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 long time ago, where, you know, um, blacks probably couldn't be integrated. You know, these HBCUs were created where we have basically like our own, you see the buildings and it's like history, like the brick buildings, you know, you can go in and see like, who founded this building? You know, we're at a PWI. I didn't feel the same deep rooted history that an HBCU carries. Would you say though now that um, with all like the shootings and, you know, um, all of the uh, Black Lives Matter, would you say that probably now more people are interested in checking out an HBCU? I would. I would too. I feel like now it's more visible. People, the HBCUs are now getting the attention that they deserve more than ever. Like uh, Coach Prime or uh, that football, the football player. Um, what is his name? Um, that was the coach over at Jackson State University. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he's called Coach Prime. Dion, no. Okay. Mm, he's known as Coach Prime. Hold on, y'all. We're trying to look it up. But he's changed the game. He was a coach over at Jackson State University. Jackson State University is a HBCU and is located in Jackson, Mississippi, I believe. He started putting HBCUs on the map, literally. And now HBCUs are getting an opportunity. I know they, one HBCU mm -hmm. had a, okay, it is Deion Sanders. Okay, so you were right, babe. Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders, yes. And he recently left to go to Colorado um, and coach at a team there. But now, like, HBCUs are opening up so many doors, guys. I know gym, gymnasts at one HBCU is now, like, being able to break barriers and compete. There are so many HBCU alum that I didn't even know existed. So uh, I know when I left, uh, my HBCU fam, you, uh, for, you know, forgive me of my ignorance, but one of the reasons I did leave, um, was I wasn't sure if I'd get a job when I got out. And that's 
like 100% real. I was fearful that if I put that I went to an HBCU on a resume, I would get passed up because I went to a black school. And we all know that's not true, but I remember I had a friend of mine that uh, we went to the same, no, I don't think we went to any school together, but we lived in the same neighborhood. And I remember one time he had wrote me, this was like 2010, and he had wrote me and he was like, oh, you go to FAMU, like, wow. Basically saying like, you couldn't get into any other school, you just had to go there. Because to some people back in the day, they kind of felt as if HBCUs were just for everyone. Anyone can get into one. But as we see, that's not the case, but they're, they're really founded on like good principles and morals. And looking back, I wish I would have stayed at an HBCU versus leaving, uh, but I ended up staying. I ended up, uh, but I didn't stay, I ended up leaving, but I went for journalism and their journalism program was outstanding. Literally, had I stayed, I probably would have been in a different state than what I'm in now. I think they would have propelled me forward for future like careers because they're probably gonna look out for you because you look like them. So that's something else that I look back and I, I wish I could go back, but I'm glad that I attended for at least a year to see, you know, the culture and see how it is. So I know there are times where you're probably wondering, so how do you choose what school to go to? And I mean, that really is a question that you, if you're thinking of um, going into school or you are, haven't been to school in a while, like how do you choose what school to go to? You know, is it based on scholarships? Is it just based on, hey, if you got a good GPA, you're gonna try to get into Harvard or Duke? Or are you a legacy and do you wanna go to the same school your parents attended? Um, so I know for you, babe, you said that you chose your school, Murray State, based on scholarship. That is correct. Yes, so looking back though, you did say Murray State was a good school that you attended. It was. As far as, you know, curriculum wise, yes, it was a school to go to because you had many resources that you could use to um, your advantage when it kind of came to getting the help that you needed with school and things. Um, alongside um, other extracurriculars that you could get into, like. Um, there was what was called the multicultural office over at Murray. So that attracted a number of different ethnicities um, that was responsible for a number of different events that perked their interests. You know, as far as promoting different mission statements that were exclusive to their cultures and stuff, but all meshed under one one area so we would have a number of different guest speakers come out to that to give some inspiration towards these fellow scholars so that they could aim to be more than what they came from oh wow mm -hmm. that's awesome i'm glad that they did that but funny thing is according to the director of the multicultural office that group originally didn't exist over at Murray. It didn't exist until he stepped up and founded it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad that he did. Yeah. Wow, so at least you had something to go to where you felt like you could walk in and there are people that look like you. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad, okay. Okay, well, 
Speaking of a few things that you mentioned earlier, because I know some people probably didn't know what it meant, but why do you think it's so important to like join organizations? And I know you said at HBCUs, you have um, what's called Greek, like you do at PWIs, but could you tell us too, like, you know, um, the importance of why, you know, they're placed on schools? Like, why should, you know, what's like, you know, give us like some, what you can say of why it's, you know, a great opportunity to want to join. A great opportunity to join a Greek organization um, over at PWI is the opportunity to get involved in things like scholarship and service. As someone that was Greek or an undergrad over at PWI, it also opens the opportunity for you to get put in the pool as to everything that's going on around campus. So you'll get to spin as to some exclusive things that might be going on for the next football game or the next guest speaker at a given event to promote some new philanthropy, for example, or even with um, step shows from the other Greek organizations on campus, including the white ones, when uh, they would um, be participating in a special kind of show over at the event center on campus. Yeah, you'll get into the pool of all of that upon joining a Greek organization based off of those that you collaborate with in that organization otherwise known as connections and networking yes which is always good because we always need a network and you know because it's great to have the plug on you know and having the plug and have advantages that others don't with you know resources at your hand and what's going on so i like that okay so <clears throat> We talked about, you know, the differences between HBCUs and PWIs. We, you know, defined it for you guys and, you know, talked about the community college's pros and cons. We talked about organizations and the benefits that it has of joining, even if you want to, you know, uh, even Greek organizations. Then, you know, we talked about, you know, reasons why you should want to, you know, go to a certain school. You know, is it based off a of GPA? Maybe you got a scholarship for there you know, have your parents attended or aunts or uncles or cousins or brothers or sisters, you know, that made you want to go to this particular school. Now we want to talk about dorms and off-campus housing, which I know you said you got a chance to do both. You lived in dorms and you lived in off-campus housing. So how was living in the dorms for you when you first got to, you know, your university? It was definitely a new experience because upon living at the dorms, my first year out there, Murray, that was officially my first time when I was on my own, like away from home, away from my parents and stuff. So I was forced to share a room with a roommate of mine who just so happened to be from Lexington like me. We didn't know one another, but it was more or less somebody that I was put in touch with upon my mom kind of connecting with someone in the local area that she found out was from Lexington like us. Um, so in addition to that, um, you had what was called, what was it? Um, an RA, residential advisor on each floor. Um, they were more or less your connect with um, 
things that would be going on in your dorm that you were assigned to. And they would periodically have meetings um, for each floor as far as a chance for people on that floor to get to know one another, a little icebreaker and things like that. And they also encourage those on each floor to not be hesitant to come to that RA if they had any questions or concerns on anything. Um, yeah, that was my experience as far as living at the dorms. Plus, select a select few dorms would have a little cafe that you could go to if you wanted to get a little snack or something or a little morning coffee before you head off to class, oh, for wow. example. And, um... With other dorms, now, others, there was an all-female dorm on campus. Um, it was just one, though. And with those that they had guests, then, I mean, obviously, they would have to go get a guest pass if they had, you know, male guests and things like that. But aside from that, they were pretty lenient as far as them coming into the female. Um, other, other dorms on campus, there was one dorm where people would have to share a bathroom with other people on there. Uh, so it was otherwise known as a public, um, restroom where, you know, <laughs> they more or less had to shower in there too. But obviously they would have one for males and one for females too, so that they weren't kind of mixing and matching. Oh, wow. So you had to like walk down the hall to shower. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's how one dorm was. That's the thing about Murray. They had a mix of all kinds of dorms over on that campus. Oh, uh, wow. It just so happens the one that I had didn't um, have that problem. Oh, your shower was in the dorms. Yes. Like... Me and my roommate, we had to share our bathroom and our shower with uh, some sweet mates of ours who lived next door. Oh, okay. You had it like that. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So from Murray to your hometown, how far was that? From Murray to my hometown, it was about a four and a half to a five hour drive. Okay, same like me coming from Tampa, Florida, heading over to Tallahassee. That was like a four and a half hour drive as well. So weren't too close to home, but we weren't too far either. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so did you like living in the dorms or did you prefer off-campus housing better? I preferred off-campus housing better because it felt like a more independent and mature experience. Like when I first moved off-campus, I actually had the privilege of rooming with a few graduate students. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. And a foreign exchange student from Germany. So it was definitely, it felt like a better experience, like more grown up. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. On top of being exposed to an environment where you're expected to pay rent, you know, upon living off campus, it wasn't like how it was at the dorms where you didn't have to worry about that. Because um, with where I stayed at off campus, it wasn't affiliated with my college at all, but a lot of college students lived out there. So that 
required some new responsibility, which was definitely possible. Overall, yeah, that's why I would prefer off-campus living, based off my personality. Got it. Okay, so living on the dorms, was that like a requirement as a freshman? It was. Okay. Now, another plus about living off campus is that you do have the privilege of having your own bathroom. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you enjoyed that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Me and all of my roommates, my three other roommates, we all had our own bathroom. Okay, which isn't bad, okay. And if you do move in to an apartment off campus with three other people, like if y'all move, if you and a few other buddies of yours move in at the same time, they'll give you a complimentary TV. Oh, no way. Yeah. Like each one gets a TV? No, no, no. They'll oh, that's give you a complimentary yeah, <laughs> I wish. No, they'll give you a complimentary TV for y'all to place in your living room space. Oh, so if you don't move in at the same time, you're on your own. You have to get your own TV. Correct. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So did you guys all move in together at the same time? No, we didn't. Oh, man. No. Bummer. Okay. Yeah. So someone had to buy a TV. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. I mean... With me, I had my own TV in my room, but later on, yeah, um, a couple of my roommates, they had an extra TV that they provided in the living room space, so it all worked out still. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, do you have a crazy story time living on the dorms or off campus that was totally funny? or, you know, either with you, with your roommates, uh, that you'd like to share? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can think of all kinds of stories back then. <laughs> I probably had the most adventures when I lived off campus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because of the freedom that it gave you. Okay. Um, no restrictions and stuff, um, aside from those restrictions that you had to go through um living over there with the landlord and stuff you know what you could couldn't do and stuff but it wasn't like how it was living on campus so hmm i remember when one of my roommates moved out um the guy that replaced him uh he was actually a recent graduate um, from an alternate um, college who had moved over to Murray for a job. And literally that first night that he moved in, he already got arrested. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How in the world does that happen? <laughs> wow. It happened with him deciding to drive under influence. Oh. Yeah, it was a Caucasian dude. That was okay. wasn't too much older than me, but okay. <laughs> wow. I would see outside of my window that the cops had pulled him over out there in the parking lot, hmm. and yeah, he got a he was tried for a DUI. Wow. Yeah, which <laughs> had repercussions for him being able to drive around. 
his girlfriend had to drive him from point A to point B. Oh, wow. Yeah, who was a college student at Murray's campus. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so that definitely set the tone as far as what kind of person he was. Yeah. Um, now, I will admit, we did throw quite a few parties over at our apartment. Okay. Which, which was an adventure. Mm-hmm. I remember one time... Um, yeah, my German roommate, he did mention that they were going to throw a party, and really, I just thought they were just kind of BSing. Uh-huh. Like, no, nah, there's no way they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, later on that evening, when I'd fallen asleep, mm-hmm. it was a little past midnight, and I hear some faint music outside in the living room. Mm-hmm. I wake up, open my eyes, and walk outside after opening up my, my door to see that... There was a pretty live party going on in our living room space. Wow. <laughs> yeah, everybody was getting down and everything. Like, there were neon lights and everything. The lights were off. People were out there on the lobby, just out there. Um, uh, what were they doing? They were um, smoking and drinking, all kinds of stuff. I was like, uh, where are my roommates? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dude that got DUI, he was out there. In the living room space, having the time of his life. I bet he was. <laughs> yeah, and the moment he saw me, he was like, Robert, what's going on? He's so happy to see me because everybody, because all my roommates, they're like, Have y'all seen uh, Robert? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't go anywhere, I was just asleep. <laughs> right, yeah, that time of the night, yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, I wasn't about to be a party pooper or nothing, so I mean, I tagged along with him, had a good time. Um, yeah, that next morning after it was all over, I mean, obviously we had to clean up and everything, but I mean, it was a fun experience, because um, with where we stayed at, there were quite a few different parties that were going on all through that um, apartment complex. Like, we got to go to some parties that were going on over at our neighbor's houses um, and things like that. I even had the opportunity to travel with my German roommate with his friends that came down with him from Germany too. Like when they went out to Mammoth Cave, I actually went out with them. Nice, I'm sure that was an experience. Yes, took plenty of pictures of the river, the Mass River out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and even went out um, to explore the woods out there. Oh, wow. And got to explore their underground cave, which was pitch black upon you killing the lights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mammoth Cave is a fun experience. If you ever get the opportunity to go, go. Okay, Mammoth Cave, y'all. Mammoth Cave. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have a gift shop for those that like to give gifts. Okay. Yeah, I, I love gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you had quite the experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I like to say for me, once I head over to Fam U, you guys. Oh, it was H E double hockey sticks and then some just to take me off of living on the dorms. So I was a transfer student. I remember I told you guys that. And we went over to housing and they were putting me in the dorms and I was gonna be room with 
I want to say either one other girl. The room was so small. I literally could walk like five steps and that was basically it. I'm probably exaggerating, but it was small. And um, it just was like moldy and like there were bugs. And they had like a common area outside, you know, that you could sit and chat with everyone else. And we were like, this is not it. And so they said, well, this is what it's gonna be. <laughs> so, you know, my mom, stepped in and was like, how can we get my daughter, Christine, off these dorms and into off-campus housing? And so we, I actually used to suffer with terrible, terrible menstrual cycles, guys. Literally, if ladies out there, if you guys suffer with them, then you know my pain. I literally would be throwing up. I couldn't have hold anything down. I would throw all my food up. My stomach hurt ridiculously bad. Uh, pills didn't help. I had to use a heating pad. I'd be out for the count all day, guys. Like, it was that bad. Like, heavy bleeding and everything. Maybe TMI, but for the ladies out there that are listening and you know, then you know. So I had to go to my doctor, get a doctor's note, basically saying that it's pretty severe. I would not be good to live on camp, on the dorms. And that is how I was able to live off campus. We literally left that night that they told us, and then I got a doctor's note the next day, and then drove all the way back to FAMU, and they approved it. But it was not easy. It was like pulling teeth just to get me to stay off campus. So, once I finally was living off campus, I thought it was gonna be so much fun. I was excited, you know, I'm like, I'm grown, right? I got my own place, my car. And so my off-campus housing was in uh, dorms. Well, it was kind of like a townhome, excuse me. So I had four people and just like my husband, we all had our own bathroom, own room, and then a kitchen that everyone shared in the common area. So this was great. Guys, when I first got there, it was gated and everything. And I was like, dang, winning. So the off-campus housing was literally uh, I would say like five minutes away from campus, so it wasn't bad. How far was your off-campus housing from Murray State? Um, about five minutes. Oh, okay, so the same, okay. Yeah. Okay, so like my husband who had his crazy moments of, you know, crazy stories, I also did too, y'all. I can't make this up. So the first uh, townhome that I lived in, in that community, it's supposed to be an all-girl off-campus um, dorm, or um, excuse me, I keep saying dorm. Off uh, was supposed to be just all girls in that townhome, and there were several townhomes, so it was either all girls or all guys. So that's what I thought I had. So I moved in. I think I moved in when everyone was either gone or not there. So like the next morning, I come downstairs. Tell me why there's a guy in the foyer like making breakfast, and I'm like, this is. This is interesting. Like, is this the boyfriend? Come to find out, one of the girls that lives there, that's her brother. So he was living downstairs and me, her, and another girl were living upstairs. Needless to say, that didn't sit well, so I got moved. My mom was not having it. This is supposed to be an all, they lied, y'all, they lied. They basically told me everyone in that townhome was females, which was a lie. I didn't feel comfortable living with a guy, so they moved me again. So this time I'm moving with a whole bunch of girls that are from Miami. If you know anything about Miami girls, 305, they do not play, okay? Try messing with one of them and it's, 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 it's over. So anyways, y'all, 
We got along great for the first few months. Maybe it wasn't even that long. They loved to party, loved to party, always had music playing, always had guests over, which was cool, you know, because we all shared the same townhome. Anyways, there was this time where the young ladies, all three of them were from Miami and they were all friends. They all decided to go home for the weekend to Miami. Uh, I think they told me. So anyways, I'm getting up out of my bed and why do I hear guys in the townhome? There are two guys that they had staying at their town, at, in their rooms while they were away. First of all, I'm like, this doesn't sit well with me. I'm not comfortable having two men in my townhome. If they're all gone, then their friends should be gone too. Made a complaint and they're like, okay, we're gonna try and see if we can move you again to another townhome in that same complex. So anyways, the girls come back and um, unfortunately it just kind of was like a rift. It didn't work out. Um, I ended up having a guy at the time come by, a boyfriend of mine at the time, come by and I went to school and I had him in that townhome and he was outside or downstairs, you know, watching TV. And so it was kind of like, wow, you could do it, but we can't do it. So uh, I kind of messed that one up guys, but anyways, after that, they had this drawing on the front door with a gun that says, don't mess with, um, don't mess with us or you'll get pinky. I remember I had a picture of it on like my camera, on my phone. Um, I don't have that phone anymore, but it was a fact that like they had a drawing of a gun and it said, don't mess with us or you'll get pinky. I'm like, who's pinky? Pinky was the gun. And like to think now, like nowadays people are like shooting people like it's, it's nothing. You know, like imagine if this was current time now, who's to say I'd be here to even speak about the experience. So after I saw that note, I was like, I really got to get the heck up out of here. So they tried, they tried to get me out as soon as possible. And finally I moved again, y'all. I moved three times within that year. I moved again to another townhome. These girls were a lot better. Oh my gosh, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, I can't take anything else. Like if I get terrible roommates again, I don't know what else to do. So my experience of living with roommates, I don't really care too much for it, but if I get a good set, then I'm happy. So, um, because then you gotta think about the messiness of the girls, especially the kitchen if they don't clean up after themselves and their dishes, especially in the laundry area, you know, if they don't clean up after themselves too. You know, it's just all that, like I'm just not here for it. So that's been my experience. Um, but let's talk about switching topics here. Uh, how has it been? I know you said that you worked as a college student. I did too. Did you like it? Do you recommend it for students? How was your experience? My experience was rough the first semester that I worked because, I mean, it was a different um, shift as far as, you know, in gears, like juggling work and school. It's a balance that you got, got to strike. So, uh, yeah, I struggled at first, but I mean, when I got up, Flip my feet off and try it again, it actually worked much better. Um, I actually didn't work again until my last year in college. Um, and with where I worked at being um, over at the center where they have ball games and stuff, uh, I was put on a schedule where it would work um, at your convenience. So if you had something going on 
at the same time when they were shooting an event by you that you could go for, then you weren't obligated to work that game. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so that was the balance that I needed at that time to, you know, finish what was left of my degree on top of having a little extra money in my pocket. Cause I mean, there's gonna come a time in your college career where you're going to have to work, especially if you live off campus. Because if you're not working while you're off campus, I can promise you by the end of that semester, you're gonna be broke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yes. I remember when, After my first semester living off campus, what little money that I did have was money to put in my gas tank so that I could get home. Mm, the mm, holiday mm, break. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. The college student struggle is real, y'all. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I work too. I actually work two jobs at the same time, part time. I don't know how I did it, but somehow I did. Uh, it was work. It was work. Um, I needed to work, you know, just like my husband said, you know, just to put gas, insurance, you know, car insurance. I want to go shopping for myself or anything. It was work, you know. In fact, because of that, I missed out on a lot of opportunities, you know, with student organizations and things and college campus life just because I worked. I literally would get off of work or school and then go to work and then do homework. So it was just like a lot, a lot, a lot. But at the same time, at least it, it propels you for being in the workforce and working at like a full-time job because at least you already have the experience working before you're out in the real world so you know what it's like to clock in and clock out and you know handle responsibilities uh but this has been fun this has been fun um i'm so glad that i had my special guest my husband join me on this Uh, episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it as well. You know, we talked about all things HBCUs and PWIs with a sprinkle of community college. Um, We hope that you took something away from this. We hope that you enjoyed it. You know, y'all probably can talk about your experiences that, you know, that you all experienced when you were in college, but we appreciate y'all so much for listening. And uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned for the next episode to come, which is going to be just as fun, just as funny and great and everything like that. But yeah, we'll see you. We'll, we'll be back again, or I'll be back. And I'll probably have my special guest, my husband back on again. All right, we're out.